this morning, we'll be pushing a little further from where we were last week. And to start off this morning, let's go to John, the first John, the book of first John. First John chapter three. First John chapter three. And from first John chapter three, we're going to read verses one to three. Verses one to three of first John chapter three. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. Other translations will say, now are we children of God? And it has not yet been revealed. Other translations will say, it has not yet been made known what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed or he is made known or made manifest, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Hallelujah. Amen. If you look at these three verses of the scripture, you will discover that they are loaded in terms of the, the, the content. The first thing you will see there is that becoming a child of God, is much more than what can currently be seen of very, if not all of us, of very many of us. Hallelujah. And I dare to say all of us, even the best of us, the love that has brought us into this salvation that we were talking about, we were singing about during the message. There is something about it that is yet to be fully comprehended. Amen. Our salvation seems to have so much in it than what has yet been unveiled. It is more than just saying, I'm a child of God. People can hear that. But beyond saying, I'm a child of God, there is something, heaven, earth, angelic coast, would like to see, that they have yet to see. Hallelujah. The world has not known us. 
even though we are, we are children of God. But we are not yet fully being known. Can I therefore quickly say this as we go on? Each and every child of God is a mystery waiting to be unveiled. You are a mystery waiting to be made known. I am a mystery waiting to be made known in the fullness of who we truly are. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a glory that is meant to be made manifest in our salvation. That simple step that we took to bring us into Christ, making us children of God, just be marking my words. There are words we will explain later, but that simple step of becoming a child of God, and in this case, just know what that word child of God here is. In the Greek, it is technon. The plural will be, if you are talking about children, it will be techna. It is to be an offspring of, to descend from. To take your gene from. A father. Hallelujah. It is to become truly legal, bona fide children of someone with all the entitlement, the positioning of a child. Do you get that? All of those have been bestowed on us in Christ Jesus. Someone to read for me, John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, yes. to them he gave the right to become yes. children of God. Yes. To those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor yes. of the will of the flesh, yes. nor of the will of man, but yes. of God. So, as many of us as have come to receive him, to believe in his name, to us has been given the power, the exousia, the legal right to be called children of God or to become children of God. That's what that is talking about. Still using the same word. The same word, either in the singular, technon, or in the plural, techna. There's a reason I'm using this. But simply becoming a child of God is wonderful, is great experience. But there are implications to that. There are great implications to that, that and that is what God is unveiling to us now. 
receiving that salvation, which is very important, without which we cannot even talk about anything else. It's crucial. But, brothers and sisters, it should never be seen as an end in itself in this world. It is a means to fulfilling an end, to arriving at an end. Hallelujah. Just like you give back to a child, it's not enough to say, I have a child. There's an expectation over that child. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something for, there's, all, there's a purpose, as God was telling us last week, for which that child has been brought into life. So it is in the kingdom of God. There's an expectation. As a parent, you have an expectation over your children. You have something in mind that you are, you are, you are, you are, you are hoping to see. In the kingdom of God, that is exactly the picture. And the scripture tells us further in First Peter chapter one, in First Peter chapter one, just follow gradually this morning. We have little time, but we'll see where we can conclude this. In First Peter chapter one, First Peter chapter one has this to tell us in from uh, verse ten of this salvation, hmm, our salvation. The prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to you and I. There is a grace actually that is meant to come to us. Of course, it's that grace that Titus 2, verse 11 says, the grace of God that has appeared to all men. Are you getting me? The saving grace of God. But in that package of the grace that has brought salvation, there are other things. It says, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that will follow. The suffering of Christ is meant to be followed with glories. Are you, are you getting this? There is something that that price Christ paid is meant to release upon the earth. It's meant to bring to light on the earth. Brother, that is where this issue of manifestation is going to. And I'll prove that shortly from the scriptures. And look at it. So then it was revealed, it was made known that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who, through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. These things are now being made known to us. Things which angels desire to look into. Even angels are wondering, why did God have, you know, have to pay 
such a great price over our lives by the death of Christ. There's a glory even angels are peeping to see made manifest. And I don't want us to, conf to confine this to what will happen when we get to heaven. There is something to be made known of that here on earth before principalities and powers. Are we getting it? Something for the old earth to benefit from, from your life and from my life that has yet to be seen. They have heard us, they, are, they hear us, but they haven't seen us yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. People have heard what we are saying, but they haven't seen us quite yet. Is that seen we are talking about? Something that people can say, we have seen it. We've seen it. We can see the proof of your salvation here. We can see that we have children of God on this planet Earth. Hallelujah. Mm. And this is where the challenge God gave us at, mid, at midnight on the 31st of first followed. It's because of this glory that even angels, prophets spoke, spoke about, and they're wondering what the glory will be. They saw glory. But the scripture clearly tells us, as we all know, from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that is a, no, chapter, chapter 3, that, that's a fading glory. Amen. But there's a more lasting glory that is ours by the reason of the new covenant that we have entered into in Christ Jesus that has made us sons of God. If you compare the glory of Moses, that the face was shining and people couldn't see, the man who parted the Red Sea, the man through whom deliverance was brought to a whole nation. Are you getting me? And so many miracles were done. If God called that a fading glory, in comparison to the glory that is to be revealed, not just to us, but in us and through us, Brothers and sisters, then it shows that there's more to our salvation than we can think, than yet meets the, the eyes. And I want us to think in this way because this day God is thinking about us. There's something about you that is hidden. There's something about me that is here to be made known. Can I quickly say this? If I'm to tie to this message, I will simply say, you are more than you are. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You are more than you are. Hallelujah. That looks like, how do you explain that? What I'm simply saying is this, we all, we are more than what we are right now. The real us is bigger, greater than who we are, who, what people can see of us right now. There's more to you. There's more to me 
than what people can yet see now. And until we believe that, we will pass through this world as though we were mere men. The challenge for us all is this. There's so much our salvation content that has yet to be made known. There's so much yet inside of you, so much yet inside of me by reason of salvation that is yet to be disclosed. You are a mystery walking around, waiting to be disclosed, waiting to be uncovered for the world to see. So am I. And that is what the church of God is. Don't let us think we have seen the best of any one of us yet. Don't let us think, don't let me ever imagine that I've seen the best of Charles yet. No, there is a greater Charles. Than the one sitting on the platform this morning. You can put anyone's names there. It's just the name that came to me to use. There's a greater you. Amen. And look at that next verse there. It says, therefore, guard up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you, to you, at the revelation of Jesus Christ at the revealing, the unveiling of Christ, there's a grace to be released upon our lives. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Prepare your mind for action. You can read the new translation that says that precisely. Prepare your mind for action. That is actually where that word is from. Who wants to read that? A newer translation. Just that verse. So then prepare your hearts and minds for action. That's it. So then prepare your minds and art for action. Read on, read on a bit more. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Christ Jesus is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. Hallelujah. I hope, I hope that what we need grace for is for here. Is to do, is to do something here. Yes, there is the grace of God with which we get its acceptance and things, but grace, the grace we are talking about is to make us accomplish something, to attain something. It's for attainment. It's for accomplishment of something. And the more of Christ we see, the more of his grace we receive. Amen. The more Christ is unveiled to us, the more the revelation of Christ we see, the more of the fullness of the grace that resides upon him that will come to us. Brothers and sisters, there's no better time to crave and desire greater manifestation, greater revelation of Christ to each and every one of us than now. 
that more grace may be released upon our lives for something, for action. Amen. There's no great, there's no better time, brothers and sisters, than now. And I want us to be a people who are desperate to see greater revelation of Christ made known to us. Say, Lord, I want to see you more. I want to know you more. I want to have more of your revelation. Paul said, I will go on to visions and revelation of Christ. I think I must be quoting from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. From about verse one, I will go on to vision and revelation. Because there is more to be seen in our lives. And the more we see him, the more of him will become. And the more of his glory will reveal. And the more of the purpose of our salvation be made known. That is the secret. It's good to celebrate the love of God for us that brought us salvation, by which we are called children of God, because that's the beginning. But it's good to desire that the reason for our salvation, the true meaning of being a child of God, may be revealed in us. There's another Greek word used when it comes to manifestation of the sons of God. Sons there is different from techna. But I won't go into that today. Because that's what we are going to be going into. But it's, off, it's good to appreciate where we are coming from and what the expectation of heaven is concerning us. Then it goes on to say, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former laws as in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Why is that demand upon our lives? Because we carry a nature, isn't it? It is that nature, God will not ask you to manifest something you don't have capacity for. There is a capacity for God's kind of holiness inside of each and every one of us. Whoa! Are you, do you get this point? There is that capacity of God's kind of love, God's kind of holiness embedded inside of us because we carry his DNA. If you think that is saying it too much, let's go to 1 John again. In 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. That is just in our conduct. In 1 John chapter 3, I'll just move down quickly. Verse 9 says, whoever has been born of God does not sin. That is a categorical word that you are wondering, oh, yes. For his seed remains in him. The reason for that is not because he's making so much effort not to sin. It's not because he has made a new year resolution. No. It's because there's something empowering him from within. He's growing into, a nat- into his true nature. A child of God grows into his true nature. Doesn't say, you know, chapter one started by saying, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the father. Are you getting me? 
but we should not remain there. We must progress to this realm where sin becomes foreign to our lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's a foreign body. Because of the DNA that we carry. Our body should react to things that contaminate as though a foreign body is put in our physical body. The medical people here will know what I'm talking about. There should be a reaction. Because that is, in our DNA, it is not there. It's not coded. It's righteousness that is coded. It's holiness that is there. So there is a capacity in us to even leave the, righteous, the righteousness of God out than, we have, than the world has seen. And I'm praying that that will increase in our lives in Jesus' name. Look at what happens there. He says, he says and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. He has become a child of God. Now, look at it. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. They are made known. Those who, who are children of the devil, they manifest the nature of sin without even, without even being aware. Unconsciously, they manifest it. Isn't it true? The unconsciously, they don't struggle about it. It is part of them. If they want to walk naked, they do it. It, it doesn't matter to them. But look, look at look, look at it. It says, "A manifest whoever does not practice righteousness." Is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So that's where I'm talking, I'm coming to. Which means in each of us, there's a capacity to love that we even can appreciate. Uh, I find it difficult to love people. No, there's a capacity in us. It's just that that capacity has yet to be made known. It has yet to be fully ex exploited or explored. May God help us in Jesus' name. This is something God is saying there's something inside of us. Look at what Jesus said about us. I'm just exploring this further. Just merely believing him and coming to salvation. He said something about us. And this simply tells me, brothers and sisters, there's something in us yearning, waiting, waiting, and waiting to be made known. For being called children of God, children of the Most High, carrying his DNA, sharing in the divine nature, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. There's more to it. If this is what it's all about, brothers and sisters, then we really need to rethink. There is so much more in us. And that's what God is saying to all of us. There's an awakening of this. There's an awareness God is creating in us so that none of us will rest in our comfort zone. 
There's a cry that should be coming in our heart as we are talking about manifest, manifesting as sons of God or the manifestations of the sons of God. There's something that should be coming. There's a cry that should be coming in our heart. But before I round up with that, let's hear what Jesus said. Of course, you already know uh, Psalm 82 verse 6, which we have with God has taught us a, you know, for a long time before. You are God and all of you Children of the most high. You are God because you are children of the most high, which means you have the capacity, you have, you know, the, the, the capacity of God inside of you to represent God, to go, to do, to go beyond the ordinary, to not live as mere men to whom nothing has happened to, called salvation. The distinction should not be hidden. And I'm not just talking about in the way we, 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 we dress. I'm not just talking about that. Of course, our, our dressing should be, should be clear. That's, but it's not, it's not like sewing a kind of uniform. No, something inside of us just tells you, I cannot, I cannot go out like that. I cannot appear in public like that. That is, that does not, that is not who I am. Amen. It's as simple as that. It doesn't take any this thing. You look at yourself and say, no, this, this is not going to go. But it's more than that. The distinction should go beyond that. In other attributes of God, abilities of God that are expressed in our lives in everything that we do. May God help us in Jesus' name. Because this is what is going to make the mountain of the lost house to be exalted above all the mountain and above the hills that the nation would drip. Because if, if everything is the same, why do you think somebody will go and look for someone else? Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's where there is a difference that people then say, what's happening there is different from what I have. What's happening in that life is good to inquire. If everything is the same, nobody asks anyone question. Oh, may, may our true nature as children of God begin to be made manifest in Jesus' name. May we cry in our heart for that. As I begin to round up, someone to read for me, John 14, verses 12 to 14. Jesus said something about us. There is something inside of us. And each time I come to this, to this, uh, to this topic, and I think about it, rather than being able to teach about it, something in me keeps crying out. Hallelujah. Something keeps crying out from inside, yearning for expression. The creation is waiting in eager expectation, but we are groaning to have an expression. It's our expression that will meet their expectation. Their expectation is to draw out our own expression. Hallelujah. When somebody is crying, somebody is in, is, 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 is in sorrow, is, you know, is in bondage, is crying for somebody to be a deliverer, isn't it? For someone to arrive, that is the cry. There is a cry for help all around us. And that help must come from someone. 
And can I quickly tell you, it's going to come from God, but through somebody who can be the hand of God, who can be the mouth of God to bring that help, that hope for the hopeless, that deliverance for the captive. And you are that person. You and I, we are those people. Jesus simply said, said, those who believe in, in me, the works that I do, they will do. And greater works than this shall they do also, because I go to my father. <laughs> there's, no, there's no theological explanation to make about it. Jesus meant what he has said, full stop. We may talk about in terms of size of what we have to do or whatever. Jesus was very clear. The works that I do, they will do. Number one, the first measure is, are we doing the works that he did? Uh, uh, is that not benchmark? That's the benchmark. Then we can then say greater works than this. Which means even the best of us who are replicating the work of Christ, which are not too many today, still have a long way to go. Because to, it seems to me, that at the point of Christ's death, resurrection and ascension to heaven, there's the greater grace that was released upon, upon us as children of God on earth to accomplish something. Hallelujah. For the glory of this latter house, which my wife read the other time, shall be greater than that of the former. If we belong to the former house, then there's a greater glory. That's, I think I'm talking about Agai chapter 2 verse 9. Amen. Do you get the point we are making this morning? I round up here this morning. I simply said, the Bible talked about better things. Maybe someone should read it for me. Hebrews 6, verse 9. There are better things that accompany our salvation. There are better things that accompany our salvation. And I believe very strongly in my heart that our expression, our manifestation, as sons of God, which I said we'll explain later, is part of that, those better things that accompany salvation. Hebrews 6, I think I'm right, it should be above verse 9. Brothers and sisters, yeah, we'll stop this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a better you. There's a better me. There's a better us. Better version of us as in the heart of God by reason of our salvation. May we press into that. May we yearn to come into that. We shall take it from here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We don't have so much time to pray this afternoon, but let's just go home and ponder over this.
Let's ponder over this. Let your crying of your heart be, Lord, who that I will come to manifest your true nature and ability that has been put into me by the reason of the grace of salvation. Have a very blessed week. Amen.